All right, guys, we are back on Tribe of Nerds. We are here for What If Episode 3. Gabe is here again. Uh, instead of JJ, we've got Josh now back again uh, since uh, we did the Loki finale recap together. So uh, welcome back, Josh. Uh, thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. Um, so what if Episode 3, what if the uh, Avengers uh, were lost? What if... Uh, most of the OG Avengers, what if they died? Uh, which is an interesting concept. Um, we'll just get into our impressions first and kind of like uh, go from there. But it's just an interesting concept. And I feel like maybe it's just because of the runtime. But I feel like it didn't exactly work um, with the runtime they allowed it for. I liked certain parts of the episode, but then parts of it, I was just like, okay, this... Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, in comparison to the past two weeks, I think I enjoyed the past two weeks more. Um, I definitely enjoyed the Chadwick Boseman episode last week more than this week, for sure. So, your guys' impressions. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I thought it was better. Like, it just felt more... Or it felt a lot more organic, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's the right word, but I still didn't exactly enjoy it. So I'm just going to chalk it up as like this series as a whole probably just isn't hitting for me, mm -hmm. but it's still interesting in theory. I found it kind of crazy. Like, uh, how quick, like how easily the Avengers can just be like picked off like that. Yeah. Well, we'll talk um, about, the specifics with uh, how they how most of them went down because yeah pretty interesting there i thought it was gonna be more about like what if loki won or whatever but yeah definitely interesting to see like how quickly the avengers just fold mm -hmm. if you catch them off guard right right josh your uh your impressions of this episode uh not much um I liked the ending. Mm -hmm. Some voice actors come back. Um, yeah. It left a lot to be desired. Mm -hmm. The kind of main villain they had, I mean, laughable. Yeah. It just, I didn't care about it. I, what, I mean... What if is supposed to be like, as he says, you change one thing and everything is different. And like, for the first episode, they that rang true. One decision changed and then everything else changed. And then like the second episode, one thing changed. Bam, here you go. In this episode, I don't know what that one thing is. Yeah, I totally... There's like seven things that they could have been talking about. Yeah. And even the title of the episode wasn't even really what the fucking show was about. Yeah. Like, it, it was about something totally different. Yeah. And I, like, it seemed like it had, like, two different plot points, and I I just got confused. As it, Like, again, I love some of the premise. How they went was fucking hilarious. I was like, wow, they're just, like... The world's mightiest heroes are fucking gone in a second. Like, it's insane. But, yeah. 
not I'm I mean obviously not their best work because like they made Avengers Endgame but <laughs> yeah it just left me with something I I had something else to be desired yeah totally agree with both you guys I just by the end and we'll talk about what who the bad guy was of this episode I was just like, okay, where did this come from? Because it's like, all of a sudden, <laughs> it just felt like it came out of nowhere, and just like a plot point that never was talked about, like, at the start of the episode. Like, I just don't think they had enough time to flesh out the mystery of, like, who was doing this, or who could be a possible culprit. Um, so, yeah, I we'll talk about the specifics, and I know One Death in particular was honestly kind of laughable and stupid but like um we'll, we'll talk about it and i know uh will actually sent in some feedback for us but i'll wait uh, i think till the end to read will's f feedback yep yeah josh got it who i'm talking about because yeah um all right well let's talk about the returning cast i'll just name off all the names and kind of we can talk about who's back so this is the returning voice cast only um uh, and if you want to bring up the names of the new cast, voice cast, uh, for sure, and we can kind of compare. Um, we got Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury returning, of course. I, I, I still, like, again, this voice cast is still great. I do want to say that the voice, the cast is awesome in all these episodes. Um, Clark Gregg back as Coulson. Um, Clark Gregg's an adorable human being, so, um, <laughs> um, we've got Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. We've got Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, Hulk. We've got Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Uh, Frank Grillo as Brock Rumlow, Crossbones. Uh, we've got Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, which we will talk about. Um, and Jamie Alexander as Lady Sif also makes a cameo appearance like she did in Loki. Um, so, and I do want to say this episode is also styled after Fury's big week, which for people that don't know in the MCU was the week, same week in the regular MCU that Fury went around and got like these and these affairs in order in the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor and Captain America, the first Avenger and got all of the Avengers to like to be willing to uh come together by the time avengers hit so that is what fury's big week is all about so but now we can talk about the voice cast so what were your guys thoughts i well i'm glad they managed to get so many of the original guys back together mm -hmm. and then as we've said about previous episodes those who were voiced by new voice actors like uh voices that weren't you know belonging to the actors uh they did a good job so it didn't really you know matter anyhow uh it was nice to hear those voices that did return you know oh yeah for sure josh honestly the voice acting in this show even if it's like not the original actors the voice acting and the actors have been doing an amazing job Mm -hmm. it's it's like for us as we said it's like mostly just been story wise right but yeah like the voice actors have been doing great like even the ones who aren't returning and they're just like trying to sound like a different actor they're, they're kind of killing it like yeah like it, some of them like obviously not all of them but even the ones who aren't they're still putting on a really good performance so like yeah the voice acting is beautiful in the show 
Yeah, I mean, we uh, Tony Stark this week, like, that sounded like Robert Downey Jr. Like, oh, yeah. Sounded really good. Um, Captain Marvel sounded great at the end of the episode. Spoilers there, but um, I figure we'll just kind of bring it up because we're kind of just going to go through all the major points anyways. Uh, that wasn't Brie Larson, um, but it sounded that sounded uh, pretty good. Um, Scarlett Johansson, in light of the recent uh, lawsuits, uh, is not here. But obviously, like this was even before her lawsuit stuff happened with Black Widow. So, um, or this was, you know, recorded and animated before that point. But yeah, um, but yeah, it, it is funny. Like we have Black Widow this week, and in light of the lawsuit stuff, so. Yeah, that, uh, the frickin' Black Widow voice actor was the only one that wasn't really hitting. It kind of wasn't that strong of a mm-hmm. performance. The original actors that got assigned for the voice acting, they did fine. It would, it would, that was fine. But for some reason, the Black Widow one wasn't like doing a solid job like all the time. Um, that's my only complaint there, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I can agree with that. It just, it sounded, eh. Um, it, it was cool, though, to see the, just some of the minor voice roles, though. Uh, I mean, Frank Grillo coming back as Brock Rumlow, like, I totally, I, I didn't expect Crossbones to be back until, like, I mean, the Marvel Studios released, like, the preview of the episode, like, the day before, so that's how I knew that Frank Grillo was back going into the episode, but I didn't expect that, uh, before that, um, yeah, and I, I didn't expect, uh, I, I want to save the talk about the bad guy of the episode till the end, but I didn't expect that voice actor to be back, I actually was questioning it when I heard the voice, is that who I who you know are are they actually back or is that someone else i mean it was also just because <laughs> i didn't like the way they necessarily wrote this uh character uh, in this episode but yeah we'll we'll get yeah. to that yeah so josh any any other thoughts i thought marvel was going to meme on themselves cuz a shirt uh, a certain character who had one movie and then switch actors shows up. Yes. And I thought Marvel was going to meme and get that original actor and have them voice him in the show just so it'd be kind of like, haha, look, this is when it was this guy. But they did use the new actor. So I was like, okay, yeah, for Hulk, I thought they were going to get Eddie Norton because I thought it'd be funny. And then it was Mark Ruffalo, which I'm like, you know, I ain't mad. I love Mark Ruffalo. Surprised he didn't spoil the show. But, you know, I was like, yeah, fucking love the guy. I just didn't know if he was going to be in it or if they're going to get good old Eddie Norton. And they they chose Mark. So I'm not mad about it, but I just thought it would have been really funny if they got uh, Norton back on the job. Like, hey, want to play this character? It's at the same time you would have voiced him. Yeah, let's talk about that then. I mean, that... So, well, let's get to, like, all these, like, what this episode's about, um... I think uh, now as we move forward, I guess like, so we'll kind of go in order of like how they died. So first we got Iron Man and we got the Iron Man 2 scene scene of uh, uh, Samuel Jackson being like, hey, uh, would you mind getting off the giant donut? 
Um, like that, that, that's such a great line from that movie, uh, even yes. though, even though I'm not the biggest Iron Man 2 fan, but, um, yeah, so I mean that, that was good there, but like, and like we said, it sounded like Robert Downey Jr., but wasn't, um, and so we see like when, uh, they're going through the normal dialogue and then they use the thing to get rid of his palladium poisoning, um, from the movie and they think that Black Widow accidentally killed him instead. And that's what I honestly thought that Nat, because she's this trained assassin, that there was like something like, I honestly actually thought that Nat was the one who actually did that. Like, I don't... She'd be able to do it if she wanted to. Yeah. So, that, like, I kind of I kind of had that spoiled that Tony was going to die because they shared pictures of that, too, beforehand. So, like, but, like, yeah, no, I mean, it was still, like, shocking. Like, this is the guy who is literally supposed to save the entire universe. And in this specific alternate universe, he dies, like, before this mcu really even takes off and like in not even like it's just like in such a like uh just like a stupid way too yeah like iron man 2 would have been a very weird way to bow out iron man that would have been funny as hell though if you like got the shot he's like oh yeah i feel good he's like and he just like (laughs) s's the fuck out yeah, I mean, it, again, it's not the dumbest way to die in this episode, but it like is actually... exploded? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the explode or imploded later. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is just funny to think about. Um, Josh, your thoughts on this scene? I didn't, I didn't think that they would make me watch this guy get fucking murdered twice in the past three years. <laughs> but here we are. Rip. So, uh, yeah, that's real fun. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Gabe, you got anything else on this scene? Uh, I'm Gucci. Okay. Um, so after that, then, uh, we have the scene from Thor. We have Coulson, uh, and, uh, investigating New Mexico. And we have that scene where Thor comes into the compound. You do get that great dialogue. Like I said, Clark Gregg's an adorable human being, like, uh, swooning over Thor and his long, glorious hair, um, which I again like. It's just perfect. I mean, Coulson's such a fanboy, but even then, it's just it's Clark Gregg. And so you have that scene where Hawkeye is like, you know, about to you know shoot Thor in case it poses a he poses a problem, and we get that you know I guess. Uh, we think Hawkeye accidentally fires and kills Thor. Um, obviously, uh, Thor at that point is just immortal because he doesn't have his powers at that point. Um, so Thor dies, and you know we'll find out later that Hawkeye didn't deliberately shoot Thor. But again, it was a scenario where I was like, so are Hawkeye and you know are Clinton that like are they actually because of them being trained assassins are they actually both in on this plan to kill the other Avengers? Yeah, I thought the Asgardian physiology was already better than, like, the average humans. <laughs> so I was, like, kind of a bit confused why a single arrow made Thor take the L like that. Mm-hmm. But it, I didn't know, like, that time when he was without his powers kind of, like, 
nerfed him overall. Yeah, I mean, I think physically he's still, like, super... Like, he still has some strength um, because of the fact that he's able to, like, chuck doctors in the first Thor movie and, like, chuck people around. But... And, like, beat people up outside the compound. Like, he was beating up, like, giant soldiers that were, like, just about his size, if not bigger. Um, And, like... And uh, in this, like... um, yeah, I mean, like, but he still was without his uh, powers because Odin took those away with Mjolnir because they were right. in. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting concept again, but I, I just don't necessarily like the direction they ended up going with in it. And I actually would have preferred if Clint and Nat were actually the ones that were doing it deliberately. I thought that would have been cooler, to be honest. Yeah, that still would have been, like, an interesting twist. Yeah. <laughs> so... And I, I think it would have fit better with the theme of one choice changes everything, actually, now that I think about it. Because, like, they're choosing to take out these Avengers. Like, how is that... Like, that fits the theme of the show. Yeah, like, if they had, like, one ulterior motive and they made that one decision, they would have been screwed, like, two years later when Thanos invaded. Yeah. So, so I thought that would have been perfect. So, um... Anything else you guys have on the Thor scene? And I get, and then I guess Clint gets killed right after, so. Yeah, I, I'm good on all that part. So, Josh, anything? I just love the comments that are made about Thor's hair. I just absolutely love it. Yeah, like I said, Clark Gregg is amazing. I've said that millions of times, but I love and Coulson. And even with Clint showing up and then like, oh shit, Nick, he was right. Like, this guy's <laughs> hair. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. And then let's get to the Mark Ruffalo stuff. So Nat goes to the lab at the university. Um, so they're finally referencing Incredible Hulk again. Um, they haven't done that too many times in the MCU, to be honest. There's only been a few times they've referenced it. I mean, really, the only other times I can think of are in the first Avengers when they kind of they take footage it might have been Iron Man 2 as well. They, like, took footage from Incredible Hulk and showed it in those movies. And then you also have the reference to a deleted scene where Bruce Banner uh, tried to shoot him, like, commit suicide, but Hulk spit out the bullet. Like, that gets referenced. And then I believe, I mean, Endgame technically is wrapping up that story arc that started in Incredible Hulk with him thinking of the Hulk as a disease. But that's the only other times that I think the Incredible Hulk has been referenced up until... Now, and obviously we know we're getting Abomination and uh, Shang-Chi and She-Hulk, so. Yeah, literally any time that Marvel references a movie, they typically, like, want to forget. (laughs) It's, like, the strangest thing. Mm -hmm. So to see that scene come back, it was just, like, really weird. Especially with, like, uh, like the voice actor who's more, like, Mark Ruffalo-sounding. Yeah. But also, like, it's kind of like of a smart decision on marvel for like uh doing that because now they're like kind of bridging the gap that are like yes we know we switched actors but like it's still kind of the same guy really yeah well because it looked had more the edward norton type look mixed with mark ruffalo's and then obviously it was voiced by mark ruffalo um and also we get the return of betty ross except it's not Liv tyler which thank god because she was probably the worst part of that movie (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> and 
Uh, we got uh, Thunderbolt Ross, but not with William Hurt. Like, William Hurt's probably like on his deathbed right now. So, yeah. um, based on what we saw for Bayman Black Widow, um, so I just, um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, it was interesting to get those couple cameos in like the scene from Incredible Hulk where he jumps out of like the um, walkway. Um, yeah, and then. <laughs> Unfortunately, we get the most laughable death. Hulk literally implodes. Um, Will's going to have some feedback for us later, uh, specifically on that. But I just, yeah, it, I'm sure Hulk fans weren't too happy about that, especially. And I it really wasn't... is a goofy way to go, if you think about it. Well, and Hulk the is supposed to be... The Ant-Man jumping into Thanos' ass theory yeah. is more plausible than this fucking... Like... I would have, I would have liked that if Ant Man would have literally jumped in his ass and him like grown to the size of fucking fifty feet inside of him. I would have liked that more than what the fuck they did. Yeah, it it was just a silly way to kill the Hulk because it's like, oh, because the Marvel's probably like, well, how do we exactly kill the Hulk? Like, there's not really a way to kill the Hulk, so we have to figure some way out. Okay, we'll just implode him. I think it would have worked better if it was more graphic, TBH. <laughs> yeah, instead of just, like, bas- basically just vaporizing into green dust. He exploded yeah. and he looked like a fucking jello shot. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of freaky, and I appreciate, like, how weird it was, but... Yeah, it was just weird, and so that that was probably my least favorite part of the episode. But he freaked me out. Yeah, so... Um, there was also an Easter egg, uh, there was a Stanley's cap, which was the pizza place from the Incredible Hulk, um, which is reference to Stanley. uh, um, so that, that's very, very cool, um, cause it, it was named for Stanley Lieber or Stanley, so. Mm. So, it, it's, it's cool when they do references like that, that people probably don't even remember that from the Incredible Hulk, cause they probably don't remember the Incredible Hulk at all, but. I remember nothing from that movie yeah so i mean we're gonna have to remember we might remember some stuff once we go see shawn chi in a couple weeks Dude, i remember I fucking, fucking so. thor 2 more than i remember the incredible hulk and that's saying something uh yeah i believe incredible hulk in our mcu rankings right now is third is the third worst mcu film in our rankings or mcu project in our rankings so that that says something um yeah <laughs> So, it's only above Iron Man 2 and Thor The Dark World for us, but I could see if someone put it at the bottom, so... Um, yeah. Alright, and then uh, and then we do get, uh, in between, uh, before Black Widow's death, I mean, Black Widow gets taken out, and like, you get a, maybe a little bit of clue. Um, although I thought when that was happening, I thought it was someone that was invisible. I didn't actually, re- I didn't actually take into account until we saw who the bad guy was that it was not invisible. But I thought it was like chameleon or something for some reason, or like someone. Yeah, can... I had the same thought process. I was like, who? What villains can turn invisible, man? Yeah. So we had that. Uh, we also have Loki showing up. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, some more. Of course, we've. Uh, we recently had covered the entire Loki series, so if you're listening and want to go check out the Loki series, I'll plug that if you want to go back and listen to that. But, uh, we get more Tom Hiddleston here, um, and it's a really what if, I guess because Thor is dead, Loki's now the ruler of Asgard, um, 
and so it was it was a cool thing to have loki come down and like interact with mortals some more which we had previously seen really in avengers but um it, and he may like he makes he has some of the same dialogue from avengers of like talking down to the mortals of being like kneel before me and all that stuff and you know when we get to later with his un speech um like that that's the same dialogue from avengers so that yeah, but first you see him like actually wanting to like avenge his brother yeah that, and that's a whole different thing too because like he you know I, well i mean i guess you know what, what we see later in the mcu what we have seen is that loki did care about thor uh enough or he came to care about thor by the end of like his death well his his death in infinity war um yeah so we saw that he did actually care so yeah but no this is cool and we got to see lady sif um and uh then you know he had the casket of the winter hold from jodenheim that he used to freeze everything and if you look in the background with the uh asgardian army you can also see the warriors three and you can also also see the destroyer armor which also nick fury comes to talk to when he comes to make the deal with loki so yeah some some really cool stuff there your thoughts your guys thoughts more thoughts on the uh, loki scene and the black widow death um i mean i don't know if i have any thoughts towards <laughs> it I'm not gonna lie uh, it's fine yeah uh, i i kind of skipped forward for like some of the parts because i was like i wasn't really enjoying the episode so like whenever it got kind of like it was just kind of like an action sequence i didn't think i needed i just kind of skipped it didn't she get killed by like the uh like when she was in the library or whatever yeah and he and the bad guy was shrunk down and was attacking her so yeah i i feel like the voice actors somehow was bland enough to make me care even less about black widow so i was just kind of like damn black widow just died black widow's cool and everything but like in this episode they like somehow just make in this show in general they just make it kind of like not that entertaining yeah uh, for my brain i don't know yeah, I will say this is probably the one, maybe the only episode I'd show my parents at this point would be the yeah. Chadwick Boseman episode, <laughs> because it's understandable. But like, yeah, Josh, you got any thoughts on these the Loki scene or the Black Widow death here? Sorry, I just let out a righteous sneeze, kind of rocked my shit a little bit. <laughs> You're good. But uh, uh, dear Lord, on uh, the Loki scene, I thought it was interesting because. Like, Loki, like, always hated Thor, mm-hmm. and then he was royally pissed when Thor died. Like, he showed up with the whole Asgardian army, like, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, you just royally screwed up. And Nick Fury's like, I know that. Like, <laughs> I was going to recruit that guy. Like, we're both having a bad day here, dude. Mm-hmm. And... I thought it was really interesting that even Lady Sif was like, hey, you know, like, let's hear him out. He's telling the truth. Like, he actually did, like, want to befriend Thor. And Loki was just like, okay, you have, like, 24 hours. And then Nick Fury's like, hey. (laughs) But, uh, 
yeah, Loki. I love Tom Hiddleston. Obviously, we just got done with the Loki show. Oh, that's was obviously a podcast series in its own. Yeah. But yeah, now we see the return of the man we just spent like six weeks watching, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love seeing it back. Love hearing him again. I can't get enough of Loki. I'm like, dude, come on. Loki, see, five, six, seven. I'm ready to go. I, Big Bang Theory version of Loki. Like, you can make 22 seasons. But, <laughs> yeah, love seeing him. Black Widow getting murked. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, she's, like, granted, um, like, the person was, like, shrunken down and... We did kind of see her get her ass whooped in Civil War. By Ant-Man. Yeah, and she kind of like, and like shot him with the electric, but mm-hmm. she didn't really get a chance to do that here. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was kind of lame mm-hmm. just watching this like Russian mercenary, especially when we watch a movie like Black Widow, where she's like just bad ass. Like she... That movie was action. Every five minutes, she broke her own fucking nose, walking <laughs> yeah. around like, uh, yeah, ain't nobody touching me. And then, really? Like, she fought for, like, what, four seconds and then got killed? I'm like, this is what they trained? Like, this yeah. is bullshit. Like, that's also and a horrible way to kill Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, it, a horrible way to kill her. I was like, they didn't think this one through enough. I'm like... It happened with another show I'm watching, but I'm not going to bring that show up. Sometimes I think that TV shows are kind of rushing themselves. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we have this much time to get the story done. And I'm like, listen, if you need more time to do a show, you need to take that. You need to take more time. Like, you need to give yourself. And granted, like, there's a studio, like, it has to be this long. It's going on a streaming service. Why the fuck do they have a limit of, like, 30 minutes? Bless you. Like, why do they have a limit of, like, 30 minutes? Like, this is an animated show. Granted, it takes a while to animate stuff. Mm -hmm. But also, like, they're owned by the company that's nearest to a monopoly that you could get to without going to fucking prison. Like, you're telling me that the people who made Frozen and Frozen 2 can't give some money to Marvel Studios in which their last movie grossed like fucking two billion dollars like that's what you're gonna tell me okay bro I I, they're not giving themselves enough time the story doesn't get enough development the art is great the voice actors are amazing but the plot isn't getting enough time to shine so they have to do shit like have a fucking shrunken man kill the best Russian spy they have who literally, like, fuck... When it was her versus Ant-Man, she won. Mm -hmm. She fucking shot him with the electric thing. And he went flying. And then here, it was, like, total opposite. I'm like, okay, this is character development, but it somehow went in, like, the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like, strange choices and narrative and plot pacing... I don't know. Like, why what, they what if it's supposed right? to be strange? But this isn't even like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this because it's wild. It's just like bad decisions. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I just we'll see how the next how this show finishes. But yeah, it's it's 
right now it's my least favorite of the shows we've talked about here and like it's not even close like i at least enjoyed the other three talking with you guys and watching them immensely a lot more than this so um so yeah um and then um then natasha tells colson and fury about the uh it's all about hope and it's like okay what is she talking about and then it's like oh well we found out what that meant so we find out that apparently in this universe hope van dyne uh janet and hank's daughter uh the wasp in the mcu she uh died in this universe was working for shield previously and we find out uh we also find out Fury and Coulson talk, and they talk. They have the Captain Marvel pager, which will come and play later. Um, then we get to the San Francisco Cemetery, which uh, I was looking at a new Rockstars uh, breakdown before this, and apparently it's pointed out that that's what where the memorial from Endgame goes. Mm. And so, um, so that's a cool little detail, at least. Um, yeah. And we see Hope's grave, and then we see that uh we see that the yellow jacket armor and it is hank pym and michael douglas is voicing hank pym but it's an evil version and i just don't like i like hank pym in the first in the two ant-man movies we've gotten so far but i just didn't like this version has nothing to do with michael douglas um it has to do with the direction they took it in this show and i just don't think we got enough time and we found out like how he killed everybody you know he put the resizing disc in to hulk's uh heart and internal organs that made him implode and i i don't know it's just uh it was just in really strange direction that they took this character um him being i like i can buy that hank in the mcu would be enraged about or would be angry that, you know, he was not happy when Janet uh, went missing in the quantum realm and he thought she died for so many years. Yeah. But, like, I, I just don't think he would go the route of, okay, I'm going to take it to this next level and just kill the Avengers for literally no reason whatsoever. Like, I just don't yeah. buy that. You definitely have to be, like, pretty freaking crazy to do that. See, I think, like, the concept is cool and everything. Mm-hmm. But I just... I agree with that I don't see Hank Pym ever like going that crazy mm-hmm. for any reason. Uh, Freaking, I think it just goes back to like the whole like pacing issue or like the runtime issue. Like if they gave like fifteen more minutes to maybe like give us hints about like who is angry at the avengers or like maybe like bring up hank pym at some other point they're like trying to make like it's like they're trying to make a story and they're assuming that we know the like the the kind of like minuscule plot points that lead up to the climax of the show right yeah they just they have so little time to explain everything and they just felt that they would they, they they felt it would better it would be better if they just left that plot point to the end and i think that's stupid yeah i just i had no idea what was coming until it actually happened like i i never would have guessed that hank pym was behind this until it happened so yeah but yeah um josh your thoughts on this well Love Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? 
was so stupid. And they're like, I mad about hope. I don't care. Like, he was mad about so much in the MCU, and he never went, well, I'm going to kill the Avengers. Like, Stark was trying to copy his technology, and he wasn't like, well, I'm yeah. going to kill Howard Stark. Like, I'm like, damn, bro, calm down. Like, and, like, one... didn't she die just, like, under normal shield service? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he's, and like, shouldn't he do that if, like, it was why is he much mad more personal? Why is he mad at Fury? At this yeah. point in time, would it not be, like, Alexander Pierce that's in charge of Yeah, Shield? yeah, it would be Pierce, because, yeah, uh, Pierce was heading things. So and... fucking kill Pierce! Why are you going at... I have no clue why he's going after the Avengers. That makes no sense. He's like, oh, well... Uh, you killed what I loved, so I'm gonna come after you. And Fury's like, I don't even lead all this shit. Like, I'm just a motherfucker who works here. Like, what do you mean? I don't get it. And it's just, it's assuming, it's assuming that this universe's Hank Pym just knows who Nick Fury's recruiting, too. Like, yeah. And how the fuck did he get in the files? Yeah. You have a whole ass like villain backstory that you're not yeah. giving us because it your show is like only Janet. half an hour long. Right. It looks like Janet would have been in the Avengers. Oh yeah, Janet. Was, Janet's picture does like pop up. He was up. trying to recruit Janet, and then <laughs> Janet died before he could recruit her because he <laughs> didn't even actually fucking start recruitment yet. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he mad? And he's like, oh well, she died under Shield duty, dude. Like that's. That's like being mad that a cop died on duty. Like, no, they knew what they were signing up for. Like, I get if you're upset at the people who killed her, but Fury didn't fucking just take a gun out and pull an Amanda Waller and shoot the bitch. Like, (laughs) he was just like, hey, go do this. And she ended up dying. And as as he says at a certain point in the show, like, hey, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents know what they are go- like getting into. Like They know the risks when they go on the mission. So if she died on mission, she knew what she was going in. And he's like, oh, well, th- th- th-. I'm like, dude, I don't know why they thought to make Hank Pym this irrational in the show. And ba- like, he was Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He wasn't even fucking Ant-Man. He was literally like, he looked like Yellow Jacket. He acted, he was Yellow Jacket. And I was just like, okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll take that route. But also seeing just fucking what, <laughs> seeing all the blocks was fucking awesome. I actually yeah, thought that's part of the episode for me. Just like he's just like throwing punches, just like. <laughs> I'm like. What? I was like, I was like, I know that we've never seen Nick Fury actually do that, but I was like, I at first like until I until it reveals that it was Loki uh, doing that stuff. I was like, okay, I can buy Samuel Jackson doing this, though, because it's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah, true. So, um, and, and Nick Fury as a character would, you know, he's that badass that that would be something you just buy. So, and yeah, then it's revealed um, that it was Loki. They made that deal. And then you get the UN speech. And then you have... Um, you have uh, the row of coffins with the logos for each hero. And then um, Nick Fury goes, finds Cap's shield, because Captain America is still frozen in ice in this universe. And then Captain, he says, hey, Captain, and it's Captain Marvel is here. Um, so really, it's just it's just Steve Rogers and Carol Danvers in this universe as the <laughs> only Avengers. So 
That's all you need, baby. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, they... I mean, really, that is still, like, a good combination. It's just that, you know, I don't know. Honestly, though, like, if you think about it, that kind of, like, scraps her whole place in Endgame. Oh, yeah. What if she said, okay, you used your free call, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah, in this universe, you could totally do that and just... Yeah, that that is interesting to think about. Then in this universe, does she just yeah? She just bails on Fury. I mean, like, let's be real. Like, you're missing most of the Avengers. The Earth is gonna get freaking stomped now. Yeah, I mean, what... like, that's the largest implication from this episode. There's no Avengers, so you can't have anyone defending Earth. Yeah, well, and and Loki's ruling. We're actually going to get President Loki in this universe, pretty much. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as he fucking started that speech to the UN, I was like, oh my god, they're rebranding his like monologue to the German public. They're like... From Avengers. Yeah, they were rebranding it into like a victory speech. Yeah. It's not like... It's basically like, instead of him telling them what's going to happen, he's basically saying it as if it already has. He's like... I'm going to rule over you. And, like, I'm like, yes. Like, as soon as he said that line, I mouthed along with it. He's like, you were made to be ruled. And I'm like, yeah! (laughs) Like, I love a good villain. And Loki and the Avengers is a good-ass villain. And he's awesome. And as soon as he said that, I was like, you know what? Take it over, dude. Take Earth. (laughs) We don't want it anymore. Why is T- Tom Hiddleston as Loki just literally perfect? Like he's amazing. Like I, I just every single thing he's been in the MCU, he's literally been perfect, a perfect part of that movie or show. Like I just, you know, everybody like he was literally the one highlight of Dark World. Like <laughs> if, if he wasn't in Dark World, there's no reason to watch it. Yeah. So um. All right, and I think we can just do our um, predictions for episode four if we have any. Supposedly, it's going to be the Doctor Strange episode where Doctor Strange supposedly has, like, a tragedy or something. We kind of uh, touched on it last week with JJ of, like, what the leaks were of what the episodes would be. So that's apparently what next week's is, but we'll... We'll find out officially uh, when uh, the Marvel Studios comes out uh, early next week with what the next episode will be. But do you guys have any thoughts with what else could happen? Like, what other stuff you're most excited for? I know Zombies, Marvel Zombies is another one that's pretty exciting that people are yeah, pumped for. Yeah, I just personally think it's going to be Doctor Strange doing magic stuff, but with, like, evil intent. So he might be, like, trying to find that weird black book or, like mixing up the universe and just doing devious shit Mm -hmm. maybe it might give us an introduction into like the multiverse a bit more yeah it'd be cool um i don't know maybe it'll because i i just want to know like was dr strange like super busy dealing with a bunch more multiverse shit than we realized to help like with wandavision or like you know i because i because I just feel like there was maybe something that required Strange's attention more than that 
to you know explain why he didn't show up in wandavision or like some other other than the fact that obviously we wanted that to be wanda's show and not just strange showing up to solve everything right so but uh yeah any anything else you guys wanted to say like prediction wise are we ready to head to our second part which will be talking about the spider-man trailer um real quick i saw a picture where dr strange's cloak was around peter parker in his spider-man outfit yep so if peter parker becomes the sorcerer supreme i will lose my fucking mind and also dear lord um the director of like this series has stated that the doctor strange episode is probably the best one that they made so like if that one's not good we're just gonna skip the rest of the fucking show we're like well i guess we'll see how fucking the marvels is or i guess we'll just wait until hawkeye (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm hoping next week is a lot better for sure. So I, if that's the case, I believe that is, they've been calling that Spider-Man in this universe, uh, zombie hunter Spider-Man is what they've been calling him. So apparently Spider-Man's going to be using Doctor Strange's cloak to like, and like supposedly powers to stop the zombie outbreak. So we'll, we'll see. Um, all right, well, are we ready to head into our Spider-Man No Way Home discussion? All right, so we've gotten through What If, so that's done uh, for this week. Um, so our No Way Home trailer discussion, obviously the big uh, discussion in the MCU uh, hub of things is the No Way Home trailer dropped. Um, I, def- I was so excited. I literally got home from work, and I had heard that it might be dropping that night. And it dropped, like, as soon as I got home. And I was like, okay, this is a great, like, uh, end to my night. And so immediately shared it with these guys and JJ and Will. And, um, yeah, so I, I, with Spider-Man No Way Home, I, at first, I, as people may recall when I've talked about it in the past, before this trailer, like, way back, I was saying how I was a little nervous about how they were going to fit so much into this movie after seeing the trailer. I believe that they're going to do it. I believe that they're going to be able to work everything in. And I don't know why I've lost faith in Marvel Studios like with these their movies because really nothing uh, has been uh, bad since Thor The Dark World. So um, I don't know why I've lost faith in the, uh, why I would have lost faith in them. I think the trailer really made me believe that it like it's gonna be good. So, um, let's go through the discussion of like just thoughts and everything. I mean, there's so much stuff to unpack from this trailer. So, yeah. Well, first of all, this looks like a big improvement from Far From Home for me. I personally liked the vibes that the trailer was giving me. But what I was mostly hyped up for was, like, just all the weird Doctor Strange stuff that's going to be happening. Like, the part of the trailer where, like, Manhattan is, like, literally, like, sinking into a singularity or something. Yeah. Like, it's, like, some Inception shit. Like, you see, like, the buildings just, like, folding and, like, moving with all those, like, Doctor Strange visuals. I want the movie to be, like, filled with that, dude. Plus, like, when I think about it, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man is such a badass team-up. 
Yeah, and I mean, we've... I mean, we had a little bit of interaction between them in Infinity War and, you know, Endgame a tiny bit as well. And then it was... Um, and then we had the mention in Far From Home of, like, Peter mentioning Doctor Strange's name and then mentioning the multiverse in that movie. Multiverse has been dropped in that, and before that, in the in Doctor Strange was mentioned, of course, by the Ancient One. So we've heard, like, a couple things from those mentioned throughout the MCU, and the fact, like, this stuff, like, that's actually going to come together is amazing. Yeah, it's probably, like, the first, like, full-on story involving the multiverse thank god yeah yeah so um yeah after what happened with loki i mean it's just uh it's going to be interesting to see where the multiverse goes from like this point on now that we're going to be getting into it so josh i'm just eager to sorry i'm just eager to see like who or what exactly is like causing all the all the multiverse trouble like i'm wondering if like loki set it off or like loki kind of gave it a push yeah yeah i was referring to like the last episode of loki like if those events kind of like jumbled up the multiverse and then like dr strange actually like tore like you know took off the lid with it yeah and maybe it's just like everything kind of like working together to set up the perfect circumstances Right, and, and Gabe, you and I were discussing before we went on uh, that uh, we were wondering if, like what you just said, uh, if what happened when Sylvie killed He Who Remains, like we saw right before that He Who Remains was noticing, oh, the the sacred timeline's starting to branch a little bit, um, but it seems like he's the one that was able to rope it back in, so I'm wondering if, because then Sylvie killed him, like, is that what stops the sacred timeline from being, like, put back in its place? And so now is it just going to continue to branch from then on when he's dead? It's a really good guess. So, because uh, I believe that maybe it can branch out a little bit. It just, if someone's not there to keep it from going too far, then it will go out of control. So Yeah, it could totally just be, like, Doctor Strange, like, normally would have it under control. Mm-hmm. But because of that, he's like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, so... All right, Josh, uh, what are your thoughts here? So, can I do the whole trailer, or are we sticking to the one portion? Um, let, let's... Sorry, I've, been blacking about th- I've been blacked out thinking about the trailer, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, let's get into what everybody is excited about, really. The end of the trailer, we see that they're really teasing Spider-Man villains coming into this universe... We see, uh, we see the pumpkin bomb that teases Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. We see Doc Ock, Alfred Molina coming back. Clearly, they use the aging, which is great because he looks great still. Um, and we've seen, like, we know that Jamie Foxx's Electro is coming back. Um, that's been confirmed. Uh, and we see lightning in the trailers. We see maybe what could be Sandman, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, I believe, from Spider Man 3. Um, and then, which I will, I say that he was a good, like, casting for Sandman. I just don't like S- Spider-Man 3 in general uh, for other right, reasons. Right. But um, he was good casting. And then apparently people are saying that Lizard is in one of the background of one of the shots as well. Um, I'm theorizing that it could be Scorpion because we got the, that in Homecoming, this tease of Scorpion that uh, could be happening. Obviously, we still have Vulture out there. 
Um, Michael Keaton's going to be Vulture in Morbius, which we don't know how Morbius is going to, if that, if Sony's going to connect their universe to the MCU, we, we have no idea what's happening. So let, let's talk about all this madness. And I know, uh, from when I was saying that Josh was shaking the camera like a wild man. So let, let's talk about all this craziness that happened in the trailer and what got everybody excited. Oh yeah. Um, whale. Personally, I'm psyched for all those villains to come back, mm-hmm. but also it's got me like um, a little worried that they're going to introduce the Sinister Six in like a really weird way. I'm hoping that like it'll be kind of like a mashup movie that's like super fun and stuff, but it has like a, a decent enough ending where like. I don't know. I just want, like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man to be able to, to, like, develop his own enemies because his enemies were people that were pissed off at Tony Stark so far. Yeah. Um, And it just seems kind of goofy. If anything, I'd rather, like, this movie, like, have the crazy multiverse thingy, but sort of, like, prepare Peter for when his villains start to come after him. Like, maybe he could learn an important lesson from this whole movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, there's definitely just so much to think about with this. I mean, I, I do agree, Gabe, that, yeah, we should get someone who's, like, more connected to Spider-Man than Iron Man. But what I will say is that I think that they used it in those movies well i guess in homecoming and far from home like they set that up well because at that moment why would you know why would they necessarily be mad at a 16 year old kid till he interferes with them right yeah um i mean like if you think about at the end of far from home by then right by the time you reach the end in the movie peter's made a new villain you know exactly mysterio he interfered with mysterio that caused consequences and then he he gets outed to the whole world and, uh, you know, framed for murder. So, um, which is where No Way Home picks up. Uh, so we're going to get to see that. Um, assumedly, J.K. Simmons is going to be back with more Jameson. Um, so there's going to be a lot there. I, Josh, I want to give you the chance to speak on this now that I've kind of just, like, let the cat out of the bag. So. <coughs> okay. <laughs> So, uh, number one, as soon as I saw the pumpkin bomb, I was like, ah! Fucking pumpkin bomb. I was two years old when the first Spider-Man movie came out with Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 2002, if that tells you something, kids. And um, I grew up on those movies. I loved Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I had the costume growing up. I had all of the toys. I was a humongous Green Goblin and Doc Ock fan due to those movies and dear award i am a huge fan of the raimi verse because that was my literal childhood like that wasn't oh i'm a teenager it was no i'm a child and i'm watching spider-man whoop ass and i loved it so seeing alfred melinda came back like that's some real stuff for me and seeing a pumpkin bomb wow that's mm, about died there i completely love those two and then Jamie Foxx's Electro, it looks like they finally changed the fucking color back from the stupid-ass blue to the regular just yellow. 
I'm not saying that blue is a stupid color for lightning, but Electro is like yellow and green yeah. and all that cool stuff. So I'm like, I want that. And then we also see what looks like Sandman protecting Peter. Yes. So, huh, maybe this is the same Sandman from the Raimi-verse because he'd redeemed himself by the end. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's trying to save Peter here. Like, hey, no, guys, like this kid's a good one. We should let him live. Or also, one of the theories that I've been kind of thinking up over the past couple of days, instead of all of these villains getting transported to Peter's world, I think that maybe Peter got transported to theirs. Ooh. Like, maybe it's not all the same universe, but maybe he gets kind of transported around a little bit. I don't know. It's not a great theory because I'm not fucking Kevin Feige. But <laughs> I was thinking about how, because when you see Doc Ock rise, you can see green light in the back, so we know it's the Green Goblin's glider. We know he's there. They just didn't show him. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe this is Toby Maguire's universe, because also in that scene, we see that um, he has the same suit on that, what the fuck, uh, Toby Maguire wears for his, uh, I believe, wed not wedding, when he's going to propose to MJ. In the third in the Toby, one? Um, in the Toby, in the Raimi-verse, he's wearing the exact same suit. Like, it's the same tie, same shirt, same jacket, everything. Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe he didn't, maybe the villains didn't get transported to the MCU. Maybe he got transported out of the MCU. Because you got to remember, this isn't only an MCU movie. Like, they have to work with sony on this so sony can do whatever they want because yeah. they own those first two those first three toby Maguire movies and they own the other two fucking andrew garfield um, andrew garfield movies like they got all spider-man that's their thing mm -hmm. so i was like maybe he got transported to their world and that's why they recognize him as peter because to us we see that it's tom holland because that's our spider-man but to them maybe it looks like toby mcguire because that's who they know him as or maybe it's just like in that scene peter did not react to doc ock in a way that he would because he immediately just does the spider pose and the suit forms that's not how spider-man works we all know it's not he would go hey peter and peter would reply with some like funny ass comment and start mm -hmm. being snarky with him until doc ock would eventually start whooping that ass so I think that he's not actually talking to Tom Holland right there. I think he's talking to Tobey Maguire. I think that his Spider-Man is standing right in front of him. Um, I'm very excited. I can't wait. This movie, I about shit my pants. Also, my second favorite Marvel hero is, like, second or third, is fucking Doctor Stephen Strange. So as soon as he was like, Peter, to what do I owe the pleasure? And he's just fucking floating on the staircase I'm like, oh, it's, uh, <laughs> um, so it overload. Cause I love Steven strange. I love Spider-Man. I love all these villains. This is going to be a great movie for me. Yeah. And then the possibility of fucking daredevil showing up to defend. Oh Peter my gosh. Don't get me started. Yeah. So, so yeah, the... there's a lot of opportunities that they have with this movie and it really blows my mind away. I'm not going to be on it. I, why, sorry. I am going to be honest. I'm not <laughs> Yikes. I'm not worried at all. Like I totally I totally get anxiety over this. This is a lot of characters. This is a lot mm -hmm. they're juggling. But also, Sony and Kevin, they know what they have at stake right here. They know this is Spider-Man. If we fuck 
this up, we're done. Yeah. Like, this MCU is over quicker than it began. And it's just, oh my god. They can't fuck this up. I think they know that. I think they have some great writers over it. I think I have faith in Kevin. Sony and Kevin have been working together. I know that Far From Home is definitely not my favorite movie, but I know that it's definitely not a bad one. So I'm okay with that. I know it's not my favorite. Homecoming was better, just my opinion. And I honestly have the utmost faith that they are going to make me cream in my fucking pants as soon as this movie comes out. Because I'm, oh my God, what if we see Aunt May from, no, she's probably dead. Yeah. I was going to say, Rosemary Harris is probably dead. <laughs> I, well, also, like, not even just her, like, even the one from Amazing Spider-Man. Sally Field. Kind of like the um, Spider-Verse moment, where she walks up and she's like, Peter? Like, yeah. what the fuck? And he's like, oh no, I'm not your Peter, I'm a different Peter. And he's like, wow, all these Peters, it's a real sausage fest. But... It's, I really can't wait for this movie. It's driving me crazy. I already want, I want to see it right now. I want another trailer. I want set pictures. I, I want everything. I want the costume. The black and gold costume of Spider-Man looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It looks like the public, He as the sign said, Peter Parker is going to be public enemy number one. And also, I've been thinking a lot about it. What is the reason that Doctor Strange could be fighting Peter Parker? Well, when he made that spell, he said everyone on Earth. And I think that counts Doctor Strange in that puzzle. So I think that maybe the reason they might be fighting is because Doctor Strange has no fucking clue who he is after he does that spell. He runs the spell, and then he's just looking at Peter like, who the fuck are you, and what are you doing in the Sanctum Sanctorium? So, and then Peter's like, okay, I'm going to steal this thing that you just gave to me because it's mine. And Doctor Strange is like, you're not going anywhere with that. So, and then they get in a fight because Doctor Strange is like, um, who are you and why are you taking this? And Peter's like, you just helped me out and you gave me this. So I think maybe that'll be a problem. But like, holy shit, man, I'm so excited for this movie. I'm going on a long tangent right now with how long I'm talking about it. Dude, you're fine. Damn. Oh my gosh, I've never been excited for a movie. I literally, at my bedroom... In my original house that my mother lives in, around the walls, there is still Spider-Man wallpaper, and then everything underneath that is, like, the same blue that matches the wallpaper. I've been obsessed with Spider-Man since I was a kid. End of rant. Can't wait for this fucking movie. I have faith in John Watts, Kevin Feige, sometimes the people at Sony, and this is one of those cases. I can't wait. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, I'll make some points, and then I want to let Gabe have a few more uh, points that he wants to make. So, uh, for one, I like Homecoming. I actually prefer Far From Home, my opinion. Um, uh, And um, I don't know. I just, I thought Far From Home was just, maybe I also just really, and I thought Michael Keaton as Vulture was great. I just also really like Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. And I liked what they did with, like, specifically the Spider-Man action in that movie. And, of course, the identity uh, reveal was jaw-dropping with Jameson coming in. That's what I'll say on that. Um, So I'm excited to see where that takes off and goes into No Way Home. Um, Other points I wanted to make. I really am hoping that Jamie Foxx gets redemption as Electro. Jamie Foxx is a great actor. Um... 
and I'm excited for the redesign that uh, he, Jamie Foxx even early on, uh, he deleted it, of course, but he even teased like he wouldn't be blue in this one. And we even see that from the shots, the lightning is now yellow. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Electro looks a lot better. I'm hoping Jamie Foxx doesn't have to look blue. Like, honestly, if they, from what like fan art has done, I'm honestly hoping that Electro is just like Jamie Foxx in like a suit with electricity around him. Like, I don't want him to like, you know, yeah, like CGI blue. I just don't think that looks good on anyone really. So I just think it'd be cool to have Jamie Foxx not have that much CGI on him for his care for Electro. Um, other things, uh, real quick, um, uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil as Matt Murdock, uh, as Josh mentioned, there are rumors on that, of course, um, supposedly, uh, new rock stars and like other people have theorized that in the scene where Peter's in custody and talking, being interrogated, they say that the guy in the suit that slams his hands on the table in the interrogation is Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, um, we obviously don't know that um, right now, but they don't show that dude's face. So we don't know if that's just another shot of the other uh, police detective interrogating Peter or if, you know, they're deliberately hiding it because it is Charlie Cox. Um, obviously, we didn't see Toby and Andrew in the trailer. Josh is right. I mean, they could be hiding Toby and Andrew there. I mean, if we are to believe Andrew Garfield's... Um, uh interview that he did where he said he's not the effing werewolf um <laughs> i don't i i don't know um what to believe at this point i mean obviously we know that alfred nolina uh spoiled a lot <laughs> um and uh in an interview so i don't know i guess some people could be better at lying than others but i guess yeah it really is the worst kept secret in hollywood yeah so i did i guess i did want to just make those points for sure but uh gabe what what else did you want to say on your points i mean like as far as i'm concerned i think it just has the opportunity to do like to fix or make better everything that might have fallen short in the last two attempts at live action spider-man mm-hmm. um i just I'm just really freaking gassed up to see, like, these villains return. I think it was a smart idea to kind of have Doc Ock as a stinger. Uh, They definitely, I don't think they should reveal the other two Spider-Man, if they're in the movie, that is. Mm -hmm. I really don't think they should reveal those two other Spider-Men unless they really have to. Uh, they They should hold on until the movie is actually out. Right. So don't don't put it in a trailer or anything like that, like Sony is used to doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I also wanted to make say about Doctor Strange that he's dressed. I love that he's dressed in a coat and a hoodie, like that. Snugly Strange, as Gabe said, uh, off off air in a discussion. Um, <laughs> It just looks, it looks really, uh, awesome, and I love that, uh, we get to see Juan again as well, uh, before he leaves, supposedly, like, supposedly he could be leaving, you know, this could be set before Shang-Chi and Juan could be leaving to go be there, um, in that tournament, we don't know, I guess we'll find out more information in Shang-Chi on why Juan is there, but, um, and kind of where it's set, but, um, yeah, so, 
I guess, do you guys have anything else before we kind of tease us out? Because I think that's all we have for this episode of Tribe Nerds. Yeah, I'm Gucci. I'm kind of all out of comments here. All right, Josh. I'm all good. I'm all good. Sweet. Um, I guess uh, we didn't have really any uh, uh, Spider-Man memes to say. I feel like maybe we should do... A, a couple of, uh, uh, we, we, we don't have to do any memes. I mean, we could do, like, Raimi memes, but, um, also that'd be overkill. And if you want Raimi memes, JJ and I did, uh, an entire, um, mini-series on Tribe of Nerds on both the Raimi films and the Andrew Garfield, uh, Mark Webb films. So if you guys want to listen to the previous Spider-Man stuff, we've actually got you covered, which might, is probably good preparation for No Way Home, so, uh, here are our thoughts on that, and JJ and, I did, JJ and I did a lot of memeing, uh, specifically with the Raimi Tobey Maguire movies, so, um, otherwise, what is coming up on Tribe of Nerds, uh, what if episode four next week, also in a couple weeks, we'll be tackling Shang-Chi, um, we are, uh, we're probably going to do the same thing that we did with Black Widow, watch the movie, uh, sit on it for a week and then talk about it and we'll do that f not only for Shang-Chi as well we'll also do that for Eternals and for of course Spider-Man No Way Home which we're actually all hoping to see uh, together as a big group so I'm really excited for that as we've kind of explained how much excited how much excitement we have here um, that's it for the MCU that we have coming up otherwise uh, JJ Will and I will be doing uh, uh, Pokemon um uh we'll be finishing that we'll be doing gen 8 sword and shield so we'll be talking about that this weekend um but otherwise yeah that's what all we have uh we will see you guys next week or next time on tribe of nerds <laughs>